Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. Put on your hammer pants. Hammer pants! Hammer! Slip on your power glove and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell, which is me. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I'm your co-host, Gary Lane. You can follow me on Twitter at SMRGary. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about, like I've mentioned this earlier on, on Facebook and on the previous interview podcast episode, November is our Jim Henson month. We're honoring the one and only Jim Henson. Earlier this month, of course, I interviewed Carol Spinney. That was the first interview. So go check that out if you haven't. It's amazing. He tells all his great stories about working and being friends with uh, Jim Henson. So it's a really fun interview. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. Yes. I'm looking forward to this one. I love Muppet Babies so much. Me too. I'd I'd honestly forgotten how much until I started going back through and watching some episodes for it. (laughs) Of course, the episode won't stop there. We're also going to be concluding a series that we started... Is it last year we started doing the countdown for 1980s cartoons? Yeah, we started about this time last year, maybe in August of last year. We've done a really poor job of, well, maybe a good or poor job of taking 10 years and turning it into about 14 months. (laughs) It's almost like an episode of Walking Dead. You know, it takes (laughs) forever to get to. Yep. (laughs) So we're going to be concluding and talking about our favorite cartoons released in 1989. And we're going to end the show with a little game show we called i don't know what what's it called again i forget uh audio arcade audio arcade we're, we're gonna play some reversed theme songs you gotta guess what it is and we're gonna be ending yes. with that which is very fun i forget what our count is at do you remember <laughs> i do not so I, don't rem- I think i'm winning by two i, I think, think. So. i don't remember what the score is but i'm winning by two and we'll talk about more about that when we get near the end of the episode Yes. But first, I just want to uh, give a little bit of push to our Patreon campaign. I don't want to talk about it much because some people are probably rolling their eyes right now. It's like, geez, all they do is talk about money. Well, it's just true. I do. Sorry. So Patreon, if you don't know what it, if you don't know what it is, it's a monthly donation service. It's kind of like, you know, PayPal or something like that where you can donate monthly. It's automatically sent through. And speaking of PayPal, you can use PayPal. You can use Build Me Now. You can use credit cards, debit cards, stuff like that. So we have a campaign going on where the lowest you can give is $2, which is, you know, is nothing at all. And, and it, honestly, it'll really help us out. And then it jumps up to $5. Now, for $5, there is a reward. You get your name mentioned on this very podcast. It can be your name or maybe the show. You know, maybe you have a podcast yourself you want to mention. You can do that for $5 a month. And then it jumps up to $30 a month. You get your name on the show. You get your name in the show notes, and also you get to ask questions on upcoming interviews that I'll be doing. So if you want to do that, I will notify you when I schedule an interview, and uh, you can either email me some questions, or you can send me an audio file, and I will play it back for them, and they can answer you on the podcast. That sounds fun. And of course, if you just want to give a one-time donation, you can do that too. Just check out our donation section on our website. And that is at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. you also find the Patreon section on there, too. So go check that out. And if you don't have any money to give, which I don't blame you guys whatsoever, you know, a huge way you can help out the podcast is by spreading the word. You know, let people know about us. One big way of doing that is following us on Facebook. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind on Facebook and sharing and liking our podcast posts. So anyways, Gary, is there anything new going on in the world of cartoons or in life in general besides elections? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's the most, uh, I guess, the most important thing that's going on. But we won't talk about it here because this is a fun show. Yes, it Um, is. (laughs) 
Uh, I just saw news today, and I don't know too many details because I didn't get a chance to read much of the article, but apparently they're putting the Sega Genesis back into production. I think it's going to be just like the NES where it has installed games in it, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm assuming correctly? I don't know. I read a little bit. I know that it's going to have an SD card slot, which I think is kind of cool. Okay. But yeah, it does come with preloaded games. But maybe Um, it sounds like you can buy new games if you can use the SD card. It says an SD card slot for playing emulated games and support for AV cables. Oh, interesting. So, I guess if you've got all those games that maybe you illegally downloaded and have been wondering what to do with those ROMs for years, maybe now's your chance to play them on an actual system. I would, but I I'm would, not. I would never yeah. download illegally. By the way, no, never. no, I don't encourage it. No, but don't but do it. it. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. For like, for example, me, someone that I knew gave me a CD with every. Uh, ROM of the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I've just been sitting here like, what do I do with these that things? That would be wrong. Yes. I know. I know. I didn't ask for it. He just up and gave it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after I had downloaded a bunch myself. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear but, that. Uh, what? <laughs> but, uh, no, I think this is a great way to for Sega to potentially make some money back on, you know, the fact that People are still interested in their systems, and like you mentioned, it's happening with Nintendo, the NES also. So everything old is new again, and I think that's pretty cool. Yes, people our age are, you know, in a good position where they can actually start doing this now. So yes. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. One other video game related note: I saw that Crash Bandicoot has officially returned, and this is for, you know, mostly people of a certain age, but Crash Bandicoot was sort of the third huge mascot to break out, and uh, I saw that he has officially returned in the new Skylanders game and TV series for one episode, but still, uh, it's pretty cool to see him back as well. That's really cool. Yeah. I wish they would do that more to more people that we grew up playing or watching. Exactly. Uh, They've been talking for years about an Earthworm Jim reboot, and you know I'm gung-ho for that. For a cartoon or a game? both nice but it's probably not going to happen my little one my little four-year-old girl she um they have an xbox 360 up in their room upstairs and um she can access all the arcade games i downloaded on it Uh and one of them is earthworm jim (laughs) and uh so she comes running downstairs she daddy daddy i need help i need help i said what 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 game you're playing she goes the the mean bird one (laughs) (laughs) but and and i Actually, she made it kind of far in the first level. I'm very surprised. I expected I expected her to be in the beginning of the game, but no, she was like near the middle of the game, and she's only four. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive, actually. I know. <laughs> I, I still to this day don't exactly know how to beat that trash can at the middle of the first level. Uh, I just know that I keep hitting him until I do eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fun hard game. I remember. Remember when games were hard? Do you remember yeah. that? And now they're made so you can beat them in one day, pretty much. And, they're, you know, games were shorter, but the replay value was so much higher, I yeah. feel like. So, quite a few things happening in video games. Uh, in terms of TV and movies, uh, I know that the Legends of the Hidden Temple TV oh, yeah. movie has an air date. I think it's Thanksgiving it's, or right around there. Yeah, I think it's that week. So, And then I think they're doing a Double Dare reunion that week. Oh, man. Go check out my interview with Mark Summers if you haven't already. Yes, it yes. Was over the summertime, it was a very, very cool one. I think very nice one. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. You got anything? I got nothing. I, of course, the one that we we'll mentioned during our Muppet Babies discussion. But oh that's, yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of. That's uh, new to the cartoon world, at least. Yeah, it seems like the news was really coming in really fast around the time of Comic Con, but it's sort of tapered off since. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about Muppet Babies, Gary. You ready? I am ready, yes. Okay, so do you want to start off? Do you want to give a quick synopsis of uh, Muppet Babies? (laughs) Uh, I guess I can. I mean, the uh, Muppet Babies is about the titular characters of the Muppets, Kermit, Piggy, Fonzie, Gonzo, and Rolf. Uh, At least those are the primary characters. Introducing Scooter and Skeeter, 
And am I missing anyone? Did you say animal? Animal, yes, animal. Yes. Uh, and it's about those characters as babies because there was a time where everyone thought, hey, let's take famous characters and make them babies. <laughs> but uh, I, I did read this is the first time they did that, though. Was it? Yeah, because after oh. this is when, you know, Pup Named Scooby-Doo and Flintstone Kids and Tom and Jerry Kids and all those, like, Tiny Toons, all those came out afterwards. And so this would have been the first time, really, that a company did that. So this kind of sparked the interest in other companies. That is true, yeah. And honestly, I mean, you mentioned several good ones there, but I think this is probably the best. Uh, just in terms of pure uh, imagina- imaginativity? Uh, imagination. yes. <laughs> I can agree with that. I can say Tiny Toons is is a close tie, or at least a close second. Agreed. This feels a little more innocent than Tiny Toons. Oh, yeah. um, Which is good and bad. I mean, I don't think that I would ever be afraid to show Tiny Toons to my child, but, you know, this is definitely a safe bet, and it's it's great, this news that we're going to talk about, uh, just the timing of it all. Exactly, exactly. We were planning this episode before it was even announced that they're yeah. making Muppet Babies. It's true. So the original Muppet Babies, it aired between September 15th, 1984 and November 2nd, 1991 on CBS. Which, Gary, were you even born? I know you were born in 1981 before that, but what year were you? how old were you when uh, you started watching Muppet Babies? Well... I started watching Muppet Babies in reruns, but that wasn't necessarily an age thing. It was just the fact that I didn't have Nickelodeon until I was about six or seven. So I mostly saw it in reruns. It was, was it on Nickelodeon? Uh, I think that's where I saw it. Huh, interesting. Um, I feel like it was in the afternoon because I have strange memories of going on vacation uh, to the beach and to a place where my family used to go every year, and I would always watch Muppet Babies on vacation because, for whatever reason, I didn't get the channels that it was on as a kid. That is strange. Your, your parents blocked CBS. Well, maybe I just didn't know it was on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really didn't watch that much TV as a kid. Uh-uh. As a little bitty boy, anyways. So the idea of uh, doing this show came from a dream sequence in the Muppets Take Manhattan movie from 1984, which it showed Miss Piggy uh, imagining what it would be like if she knew Kermit as a kid if they all grew up together. Do you remember that little segment there from the movie? Of course, yeah. I love that movie. So here's a little audio from that segment. So the scene featured baby versions of Piggy, Kermit, Rolf, Fozzie, Scooter, and Gonzo, which is a, a very, very cool scene. And I, they mentioned it somewhat in the Jim Henson biography I listened to, but I don't remember. It did say that Jim Henson was kind of hesitant on branching out to animation with the Muppets because he was trying to stay away from the kid zone. Because mm-hmm. he always insisted the Muppets were for adults. And so he didn't really want to go in the world of animation and and kids because he didn't want people to think it was only for kids. Hmm. But I guess I guess something happened to where he 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 liked the idea of it, which I'm glad because it's it's a great cartoon. Wow, uh, I'm sure there's like a rich history behind it, and I'd love for someone to write a book about it. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, yeah, I mean just <laughs> you know, be... just to get the rights to all the shows and movies they featured in the live action, you know, segments of the sh- of the cartoon. I mm-hmm. mean, how do they? I mean, they had Star Wars, and I haven't read they had Ghostbusters. I don't remember a Ghostbusters segment, but that's what it said online at least. But we, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones, and which at the time weren't owned by Disney, right? Because Disney owns Muppets right now too, and at the time they didn't own Muppets either. So just to get the rights to all those movies and and shows that they featured inside there, I just want to know how, honestly. Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, I really think that, and, you know, it's worth noting, you've already said the years that this thing ran, but this show ran for a long time. Uh, In terms of cartoons, I feel like, you know, this show had a longer run than most. Shy for, like, Ninja Turtles Mm -hmm. or, you know, something along those lines. I mean, it had... When you look at the original Scooby-Doo, it had three seasons. Flintstones had two or three. Jetsons yeah. had two. Um, you know, most of these long-lasting shows, this one outran most of them, but this is kind of swept under the rug for the most part. Yeah, exactly. I know. But 
During its run, it did win four consecutive daytime Emmys for Outstanding Animated Program, and that was right. between 1985 and 1988. Well, that's proof that it's for adults, too, if the Emmy board is willing to uh, yeah. toss some Emmys their way. Exactly. So which one would you say was your favorite Muppet baby? Which character? Um, probably, and this is such a safe answer, but probably Baby Kermit. Now, is that your favorite Muppet as well? No. Actually, okay. uh, my favorite Muppet is a toss-up between Bunsen and Beaker, because I feel like they sort of go together. Yeah, they do. Same with Waldorf and Statler. Mm-hmm. I love both of them, you know, but I don't love just one. Yeah. But as far as the major players, probably, yeah, Kermit's my favorite. Yeah, Kermit was a great character. Um, it's probably the first time I remember ever realizing who Frank Welker was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I guess I was four, so that's pretty young to, to realize that. <laughs> that is. I saw this video one time of Frank doing the Kermit voice, and he started out, you know, with his hi there, or hi-ho, Kermit, you know, and they're like, do it more as a baby. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, hearing the actual transition from adult Kermit, which he can do, to baby uh-huh. Kermit is just really neat. Uh, it's it's a really cool video that I urge you to look up on YouTube if you can. Nice. I do have some audio pulled of an interview where Frank does the voice, but it's not that one. So here's okay. a little bit of sample of, of what I pulled. You find that most guys who do voices in the cartoons all uh, are can do many impressions of people and sounds and all that, but uh, other cartoon characters I do... Uh, I do uh, Baby Kermit on the Muppet Babies. And Skeeter, don't forget Skeeter. Now, she's a little girl, and he never mentions her because he's a male chauvinist frog. Yeah, I guess I am a male chauvinist frog. <laughs> I think my favorite character, and I... Th- Honestly, I guess he is my favorite Muppet character as well. So maybe that's why I love him so much as a, as a baby Muppet. But that would have been Gonzo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get you get Gonzo as a baby before he starts getting really weird with chickens. <laughs> so true, so true. But him and Animal just were just so great together on the show, and I loved it. Yeah, I love Animal too. It's so hard. Not to, I, I mean, every character was so good in the show. I know. And, and now that you say that, I, I kind of do think that maybe Gonzo was my favorite as a kid. <laughs> I'm a little un, uncertain about that now that you mentioned <laughs> it. But. And of course, Baby Rolf was voiced by a friend of the show, Katie Lee, which we are in love with Katie Lee. So thank you, Katie, for, for lending your voice for this amazing cartoon. Absolutely, yes. So it had a lot of all-star Muppets on the show. But mm-hmm. is there one or two or maybe three muppets that weren't on the show that you would have liked to have seen on the show uh yeah i guess for me my number one would be pepe the prawn oh yeah uh, <laughs> seeing him as a as a baby okay would be pretty neat <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean very very fun and, and kind of hard to do <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but he's such a minor character i could never see that happen um and then another one for me would be sweetums the ogre Okay, that's one of mine that I wrote down too, because oh, yeah? he's so huge and and gigantic. I think it would be hilarious, even if, uh-huh. if if it's like a like a small version of him, or it can be bigger than the other other babies, and that'd be hilarious too. Yeah, I, I think it would be funny if he were like at Nanny's waist, <laughs> like when she was standing there. If you could just kind of see, <laughs> it cuts off the top of his head a little bit. I think it'd also be funny to see him so much smaller than the other ones, knowing how big he gets when he gets adult age that's true yeah almost like yeah, me I, I was the shortest kid in high school mm-hmm. and then you know now i'm six four and i think he was six something six foot something because it was uh one of jim's kids inside the costume right i think it was john john yeah i don't know i just always liked him ever since the first muppet movie yeah no. even though he's he's kind of yeah. barely in it no that's still. that scene is, is classic though yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so we share one there. And then my other one is sort of is sort of uh it's one particular person, but it also includes a whole group of people. Uh Muppets. And that would be Dr. Teeth. I'd love to see the whole electric mayhem as kids. <laughs> Just imagine them playing on children's toys. Like That that's... would be so cool. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, why didn't they do that? I don't know. And it's actually cool because someone did fan art of not Pepe, but of Sweetums. And I think there's actually one of Dr. Teeth as a Muppet baby, 
if you do a Google search for just those characters as Muppet Babies. Oh, that's great. Okay, so mine, where do you know Sweetums is one of them? Um, another one of my favorite Muppets, which I think would be hilarious as a little baby Muppet, was the Swedish Chef. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, I love the Swedish. Maybe it's because my dad was a chef. I don't know, but I've always loved him. And I think uh-huh. he would have been hilarious. Like maybe, you know, starting fires, you know, trying to cook and whatnot. Maybe you can see what inspired him to become a chef. Yeah, yeah. That's that would be cool. <laughs> and the next one, uh, can you imagine a little little baby version of Rizzo the Rat? How did that not happen? <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's so many great characters, you know. I thought that I was being kind of I knew that I was being a little obscure with Pepe at least, but wow, you you bring up some more major characters that I, I think, think it'd be so of. cute to have a miniature little mouse of Rizzo, you know, yeah, to be a sidekick for for Gonzo or something. Which Animal was pretty much, but I can see the three of them being a good group on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I like that. So I did more research, and this kind of dawned on me. I never thought about it before how this is the only time you get to see skeeter yes skeeter is not an actual muppet it was never turned into a muppet and so it's the only time you can see skeeter is on the animated series that's not entirely true i don't think i think skeeter existed in a muppet comic book series that they did that doesn't Uh, count (laughs) yeah but i mean and as far as uh animation goes this is the only time that she really existed animation or live action true yeah and there's a big fan base for that character so yes why it was very strange to realize that skeeter was not turned into a real muppet after the Mm -hmm. fact i agree i always liked skeeter too yeah no she was a good you know counterpart you know i can say she was my favorite girl on the show yeah 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 me too me too i've never been a huge fan of miss piggy never no me neither i sort of zone out when she comes in the movies (laughs) yeah me too no that's my least favorite part is during miss piggy i don't know why i I don't she just annoys me i don't know why i will say that miss piggy and muppet babies is my favorite version of miss piggy but that's not saying much (laughs) exactly exactly so did you want to go in and talk about the reboot so the big news that came out not too long ago i guess about a week or two ago is that the muppet babies are coming back in case you couldn't tell from all of our cleverly placed hints (laughs) (laughs) and uh so there's little information that has been released about this the only thing that i really know for sure is that they say that it's going to be made for current children and for fans of the original series so that's going to be pretty neat i'm scared like I always yeah. am when there's reboots, but I'm more scared than ever because I'm afraid it's going to turn into like a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse thing. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't want that. I think, I don't know. The fact that they say for the existing fan base, that gives me a little bit of hope, but it's still like. No, I think it's going to be, oh, this starts with A. Apple, yeah. A, Apple, A, Apple, Sniper, no, Snipe, A, Apple. <laughs> I, that's what it's going to be. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. And so I don't think I'm excited at all about it until I know more about it. Well, I'll say the first thing that crossed my mind whenever I heard about this news is that, you know, unlike the Muppets going back to ABC, where they're most likely going to get canceled without being given a true chance. Mm hmm. At least they're on Disney Junior, which almost never cancels anything. That's true. So, the Muppets might finally have a home for a while uh, with (laughs) Disney television. So, that's good and bad. It'll spark more interest in the Muppets. Yeah. I have a feeling this might be more like a Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which isn't too educational. Yeah, that's true. It's not as bad. But I I still don't watch it because it's still for kids. Right, yeah. Well... I wish I could say the same. Well, I don't, I don't really watch Jake, but I do enjoy some Mickey Mouse Clubhouse from time to time. <laughs> I, I just can't. My kids have never been into those kind of cartoons. Never. They would much rather. I mean, Madison, my four-year-old, comes up to my office and grabs Thundercats from the shelves so she can watch Thundercats. So right. they, they've never been the educational cartoon kids. That's fair. And I, I mean, wasn't either. I, I never. I mean, I was before the Barney time. Right. You know, right. I was already, what, 13, I think, when Barney came out? 
uh, I don't know when he came out. I know that I was actually he. I was older whenever he came out. So yeah. So I never grew up on that. And so my kids, you know, they just watch Turtles, and you know, my daughter just fell in love with the original Ninja Turtle movie, the live action one, which Henson actually worked on. <laughs> nice. Yes. So yeah. So we'll see what this yeah. new with show brings to the table. Yeah, the one thing that I heard that does make me really kind of concerned is, and I'm not citing sources because I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard that Baby Rolf might not be involved in oh, this that's series. Right. I did hear that too. I think it was Katie uh, that said something, right? Maybe it was, yeah. I know she really wants to be a part of it, mm-hmm. if possible. And I think it's only fair. I mean, Rusi's kind of getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. Welker's... 69 or 70 so the original cast is getting a little bit older but they can still do the voice yep exactly dave kuyay can still do it and mm-hmm. and uh katie lee greg berg they can all still go out and do it the thing is i think that welker is about 80 percent retired at this point yeah that's what it kind of seems like huh yeah because all he really does is scooby-doo and curious george mm-hmm. so i don't know Maybe monkey sounds are the easiest things in his repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> so. so before we go off on the subject, uh, yeah. did you have any of the McDonald's Kids Meal Toys of Muppet Babies? I did, yeah. I know we talked yeah, about but... it in our in our Kids Meal edition uh, like six months ago, but let's talk about it just a little bit more. How These are my all-time favorite Kids Meal Toys, the Muppet Babies that were released in the 80s. Yes, they Really cool toys. I'm, so if you guys don't know, it's got Gonzo, Miss Piggy, uh, Fozzie, and Kermit. You know, each one is either on a like a skateboard or a tricycle or... Uh, is Miss Piggy in a car, I think? Yeah, she's in a car, right? Yeah, and a wagon. Yeah, and uh, Fozzie is on like a rocking horse. That's and, right, yeah. And yep. it's just so amazing. I remember my brother and I, my brother Mark, um, I think I was around four or five when the first run of it came out because i think they did at least three or four times after that mm-hmm. and uh we used to go to the ymca for a daycare and him and i just play in the sand for it it seemed like hours but it could just have been like five or ten minutes but we were just sit there just playing in the sand with our muppet babies toys and so in love with those kids meal toys yeah they they were great uh probably some of my favorites growing up too just the fact that you could have them on the toy or you could have them separate the only thing that would have made them cooler is if you could actually stand them upright but yeah that's true. you know beggars can't be choosers so <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah i love those and then they sort of they brought them back three times i think we discussed on the i think so mill. um and they also did like a garfield line that was very mm-hmm. similar a ducktales line that was very similar so clearly that mold worked exactly um, and you, you bring up the toys, so that's one thing that I did kind of want to mention about the new series. Most of the Disney Junior shows have toys, so we might actually get proper Muppet Babies toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going forward, so Very that's kind of cool. cool. Hopefully, maybe a DVD release. I doubt it, but who knows? Huh. Maybe like well, a, maybe until... like a best of. You know, ones that they can actually get away with. Ones that feature. Star Wars and, and, and Indiana Jones, which Disney owns all three of them, Muppets, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, so mm-hmm. they can release release those episodes. Just give us something. I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they did release like a volume or two, right? And, it, there's one on Amazon that's been out of print since like day one, so I don't know what to believe. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen it once in person, but it was like fifty dollars at the time. I can't imagine what it would be now. Yeah, no, I don't think it's even available anywhere. I've looked on Amazon and eBay, and they're not even selling it for, like, even $500. Is this none for sale? That's what kind of makes me think that there never was any. Well, maybe that's the case. Maybe I saw it on Amazon and have somehow, like, confused myself into thinking that I saw it (laughs) in real life. But that does happen sometimes. But, um, (laughs) you know, just something that I really want so bad, I I almost... Uh, Anyways, um... I, I hope that they do finally properly release this show, but my hopes aren't too high because no. I don't want to be, be let down, as Disney tends to do with these sorts of things. Hi guys, Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back after a quick word from their sponsor. 
Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast, so if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey guys, what's up? Tim here. I want to give a quick shout out to our patrons for this month. So thank you so much, Jared Tolbert. And so if you want to hear your name here or if you want to help out in any other way, check out our Patreon page by going to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com and click on the Patreon tab. Donations start at only $2. On behalf of all of us, we thank you and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys Aroni! Tim! Gary! Guys! All right, so welcome back, and now it's time for the final countdown. It's the final cartoon. So we're finally on the year 1989. I don't know what we're going to do after this. It's going to be kind of empty on the show. We've got to think of something new, a new countdown to do. Yeah, something something coming in 2017, which shall be announced maybe next month. <laughs> because we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Not 100%, no. I don't, want to just, I don't want to jump into the 90s. We'll do that eventually, but I don't want to start you know, doing the same thing in the 90s. Yeah, agreed. So anyways, 1989. Why don't you go first? Tell me one of your favorite cartoons released in 1989. Okay. They're bad to the bone. Dog and the dweebs. You gotta love them. It's a super cool new show. Saturdays. So this show is a little show called Dog and the dweebs. It aired on CBS for 13 episodes. Three whole months, guys. It was a huge, huge hit. <laughs> September through December of 1989. Uh, so, Rude Dog is, is a fictional white cartoon dog, and he's, I think, a bull terrier. Uh, originally created by artist Brad McMahon under contract to Sun Sportswear as part of a line of surfing and skateboarding related clothing. Now, I remember the Rude Dog t shirts yeah, yeah. And, and gear relatively well. The thing that I had kind of forgotten about until something triggered my mind not too long ago was that the cartoon existed. <laughs> and I think I was just kind of looking up somebody's, maybe it was whenever we were looking up clips for the Frank Welker thing. And I was like, Root Dog and the Dweebs, is that yeah, the Root Dog from I think, the... <laughs> I think that's when, he, yeah, that's when I started. I was like, oh yeah, that was a cartoon. I, yeah, I remember the clothing line way more than the cartoon. Yeah. And I've, I've watched the, the cartoon and I like it. Mostly for the voice cast, it's it's not the the greatest cartoon ever. Don't don't ever think that. But it's it's cool because it's got you know it's about Rude Dog who runs an auto shop and he's assisted by the Dweebs, which is his friends. Um, Rude Dog is of course voiced by Rob Paulson in a Brooklyn accent, uh, and his crew is Caboose, voiced by Frank Welker, uh, a uptight bulldog, voiced by Peter Cullen in an English accent, Reginald the Smooth Fox Terrier voiced by Mindy Siegel, impersonating Jack Nicholson. Barney the Great Dane, voiced by Dave Coulier in a southern accent. Uh, and Snatch, Satch the Beagle, voiced by Jim Cummings, impersonating Ed Wynn. And a couple other characters, voiced by Ellen Gerstel and Hank Sarian. And it's just one of those weird little shows that somehow existed and nobody seems to have any memory of it or any online videos there's a few here and there but it's it's mostly lost huh. but i just i don't know i i kind of was re-watching the the episodes that are available maybe 10 segments of the 26 total segments are available online and i don't know i had fun with it 
mostly just because I really like the cast, but it's it's a pretty yeah. good little show. I was gonna say if you if you throw in Corey Burton and you you'd pretty much have all my favorite current favorite voice actors in there. That's true. Yeah, it was quite an exceptional crew, and Frank Welker played like five characters, of course. Of course. <laughs> and this this was right around the time that you know Welker and Cullen were working together on Transformers as mm-hmm. well. So kind of cool to see them doing completely different voices in this. Uh, and you can actually see a clip of Welker doing the Caboose character in the YouTube video that you were talking about earlier, the yes. many voices of Frank Welker on, on the YouTube. Yeah, so go check out our YouTube page. I, I put it together like a 80-plus voices of Frank Welker, and it's probably our most popular video we have on there, so go check that out. Yeah, it's it's quite a cool video, too. I've shared it with a lot of people, and they're shocked by how many voices that he's done. Um, and just one final note about Rude Dog. I just learned this whenever doing a little bit of research. And that's one thing. I tried to look up like notes and trivia and all sorts of stuff. There is none. Uh, (laughs) So so, uh, apparently on August 30th, and this is news to me of last year, Rude Dog was once again trademarked. So supposedly a new line of products is supposed to go into production February of Hmm. next year. Interesting. So I will definitely be buying the heck out of that stuff because it's super pricey to buy anything Rude Dog related online yeah. right now. Huh. <laughs> so that's my first pick. So for me, my third favorite cartoon released in 1989 was a little cartoon called Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. If this was a hard year, I mean, they, they seem to be getting harder and harder as we go along. Yeah. Because there were just a lot of good cartoons released this year. I know. And of course, if you want to go back to older episodes where I interviewed the voice of Beetlejuice and the voice of Lydia. Stephen, oh, that's right. Stephen, we met and Allison Court. So that was about two years ago, maybe three years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Good interviews, though. That's that's when the podcast really started stepping it up, I think. Mm-hmm. So go check out those two interviews. And Steven doesn't really do interviews about Beetlejuice. I don't think there's... I don't think I even saw one where he talked about Beetlejuice. Because he's mm-hmm. like a theatrical actor. Yeah. So it was really cool to sit with him and, and uh, talk about Beetlejuice, one of my favorite cartoons. So one thing that um, I found out, which I'm pretty upset over was that Kenner was in production to start making action figures for the animated series. Really? Yeah. But something Uh happened, much like probably the second run of the Darkwing Duck toys, something Mm -hmm. happened and they never got released. Huh. That's that's really depressing. And and for the record, there was a second wave of Earthworm Jim figures that I really wanted. Oh. And I I still haven't like given up hope that someone's going to put a prototype Professor Monkey for a head on eBay and I'm going <laughs> to spend $5,000 on it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I, would. <laughs> I might not have a house or a wife once all of a sudden. You know, exactly. But I get that Professor Monkey for a head. <laughs> so yeah, Kenner was the one that made uh, toys for the movie. So it was kind of cool that they were actually making ones for the cartoon. And I love... The, I like the characters in the cartoon more than the movie. Yeah, you know, I like do too. like Beetlejuice's friends, you know, that kind of stuff. I think they were a lot more fun and just better, better, better characters. Agreed. Uh, Jacques is yeah. Is Jacques was so great, great. almost like the Squidward of, of Beetlejuice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember the McDonald's toys. Yep, these. yep. I was gonna say I that. That's was... only toys I remember seeing was was the McDonald's ones. Mm-hmm. And I think the only one we have is the one where it's like Beetlejuice on the front and Jacques on the back. Yeah. Or something like that. Because my wife is a huge fan of that character uh, and the cartoon. So anytime we find anything for it, we pick it up. Well, let's move on to my uh, second pick. Once again, as I always do this, I just think of three cartoons. I don't really put them in any particular order. Um, <clears throat> although this might actually be relatively accurate. So... Welcome to Video Land. Wake up, Kid Icarus. Welcome to Castle Z. It's Congo Land. 
behold the ultimate warp zone. Captain N, the Game Master. This was a little series that ran for 34 episodes on NBC from September of 1989 till October of 1991 called Captain N, the Game Master. Yes, and that's another kind of rare one to find a DVD. I mean, it's on Amazon, but it's like, what, 100 bucks? Is it really? I think so. I, I have it. I haven't even ah, really priced it. I want it. <laughs> I want it so badly. I want for them to properly release season three. It's never been officially <laughs> released. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fun show about a teenager from Northridge, California, whose name is Kevin, and he's brought into another universe known as Video Land with his dog Duke to defeat the evil villainous Mother Brain. Uh, and the really cool thing about this series is that Video Land is essentially a world where all video games are real life. So, due to that, a lot of famous Nintendo characters make appearances in it, including Simon Belmont and the Count from Castlevania, Pitt and several of his enemies from Kid Icarus, King Hippo from Punch-Out!, Dragon Lord from Dragon Warrior, Link, Zelda, and Ganon from Legend of Zelda, Mega Man and Dr. Wily, Donkey Kong, Bayou Billy, and several others. And one of the best things about this series is that it features a character named Game Boy oh, yes. who is yes. <laughs> voiced by Frank Welker. Of course. And and uh, he's actually like a huge Game Boy who sort of serves as the computer for uh, Kevin and his crew. But it was just a neat little addition to the Nintendo block that they mm-hmm. had going on. Yeah, because also the same year uh, Super Mario Super Show came out. Yep, and I think The Legend of Zelda yep. came out that year. Yeah, so that was actually a good year for car- for, for cartoons and video games. Mm-hmm. Such and they haven't really show. done it much since. No, no, they sure haven't. But uh, I think I think that this series would kind of work as, if they were to, if they really wanted to, if they wanted to make a Nintendo movie, I think this would be a cool way to go about it. Oh, yes, so good. But, but the thing is, a lot of these characters have sort of, well, maybe they're all mostly still Nintendo but they have branched off to other systems, a lot of them, and people don't even remember who Bayou Billy is nowadays. So yeah. you'd have to update it somewhat, but I think that'd be a fun movie. Yeah, someone's like Wreck-It Ralph with the console edition. Yes, exactly. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But that's my second pick. Nice. Good pick. I love that pick. So my second, I put mine in order, actually. I, I thought about each one of them hard, and uh, this is my second favorite cartoon released that year. Our poor couch. Sure has taken a beating over the years. Might be time to get a new one. Really? You want to throw something out just because it's a little old? Hello, everybody! (laughs) The Simpsons. Can you believe it's been 1989? No. That's when it came out, it was 1989. It's so crazy. It is. 602 episodes at the time of this recording. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, the it, it news just came out that has now been picked up for 29th and 30th season, making it the longest-running scripted TV show of all time. Wow. Crazy. That's, that is crazy. And it makes you wonder how much farther they'll go. I know, because we thought it was going to end, what, two years ago when most of the cast kind of dropped out for a bit? Yeah, yeah. We were thinking, well, oh, it's over. It's been iffy for a while because there were the uh, voice act. Well, there was some sort of strike going on, and then Harry left, and I, I don't know. I'm. I hope the show goes on for a very long time and makes it really hard for anything to catch up to it. Exactly. I just don't want nothing bad upon Family Guy or, or South Park. I just don't want them to beat it out. Exactly. Because Simpsons is a better cartoon. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And speaking of, I so I was nine when the show came out, and. You're a little younger than I am, but was it as controversial for you to be watching it when you were growing up? Uh, it depends. If I was at my dad's house, yes. If I was at my mom's house, no. Hmm. Um, my Well, my mom wasn't home a lot, so I didn't really yeah. get too much censorship from her. But, you know, at my dad's house, they, they didn't like it, no. <laughs> no, I don't remember hardly any adults. When I would talk about it, most of them kind of really looked down upon me for enjoying The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I don't think my parents really even watched any episodes with me, so they didn't really have any say in it. But I do yeah. remember one time I was walking around my church with a Simpsons water bottle, 
And that was a huge like controversy of me holding a Simpsons item in the church. (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine so. Because I remember Barbara Bush and George Bush speaking out against this show. I think it was them. You know, they said that family should be more like the Cleavers and less like the Simpsons or I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I I remember thinking that this show was going to be really offensive and I bought the first season and I was watching it and I'm like, why were people so upset about this? Exactly. I think the same way now I watch it now, the first season and it's, it's G rated. Mm -hmm. Not because, not because I don't think it's even because things are, you know, worse nowadays, but I don't see, I guess the kids did talk back, you know, to their parents mm-hmm. quite a bit, but... I think that had a lot to do with it, just yeah. disrespect towards authority. Um, parents couldn't have their kids getting out of control, you know. It was, it was all a, a secret government takedown. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I did, I think whenever I watched the first season, I actually counted, like, how many obscenities there were. I think there were maybe three very mild yeah. swear words yeah. and, and some Bart butt. And that's like the worst <laughs> of the season, you know. So, um, but I, I I love this show too. Yeah, and also you know going back to older episodes, go check out my interview with Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson. That was probably about two and a half years ago, I think. Another great one, and also a little hidden gem. Go check out the Bill Cop interview. He's the voice of Eek the Cat, but he's also mm-hmm. one of the original animators for The Simpsons. That's right. And he drew a very signature piece of the show, mm-hmm. which I was surprised to learn about. You yeah. hear about it in the interview. Exactly. He, he, there's one thing you still see in the show today, a huge factor. If you see it instantly, you'll think, oh, Simpsons. And he yep. created that. So go back to our interview. And that interview was also about two and a half years ago. That was a good year. <laughs> that was a good year, yeah. <laughs> Time flies. I know. Too. It's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so what you got for your, for your first pick? All right. And as you can tell, that was a uh, commercial break for The Simpsons. So, wow. Yeah, I should have figured that we both picked that one, but <laughs> um, while, while I while I still have the floor, I will uh, I will go ahead and mention just a couple other shows that I thought were honorable mentions. Okay, and. Um, I don't want to step on your feet. I think I know what your last pick is, but Probably. Uh, a show that I loved growing up was The Adventures of McGee and Me, mm. which technically came out in 1989, but uh, it didn't really start. Well, it never really aired on television except for once. And uh, California Raisin Show. Oh, so good. And who could who could forget John Candy's animated oh, series? That's Camp right. Candy. That's right. Yeah. As well as the ill-fated Karate Kid TV series, which <laughs> I, I didn't even know existed until I watched it on Netflix a couple years ago. <laughs> wow! And it's it's not good, but it's 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 worth a watch. So I I, I think you may have skipped one on your list. I think you I would did have... that on purpose. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so here is my pick for number one. I was going to say, it's like, Gary, you're forgetting Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, one of the best cartoons of all time. (laughs) I could never forget. Oh, so good. So good. So originally, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was suggested to be a series based on the rescuers. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg rejected the the idea of it. And uh, later on, you know, Michael Eisner finally suggested that it should be Chip and Dale to use existing Disney characters. And so thank you guys. You know, it's one of the best things Jeffrey did for the company, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) So thank you guys for doing that because I love Chip and Dad Rescue Rangers. Do you have a favorite Mm -hmm. character? Uh, It's, well, probably Monterey Jack, but I also love Zipper. Yeah, no, to me, probably would be Dale and Zipper. Yeah. And I mean, this it's, Every single one of them. They're probably all almost tied for my favorite character on the mm-hmm. show. And I love Fat Cat also. Yep. 
Oh, so good. So good. And here's another one. You know, go back about two years ago to my interview with Corey Burton, the voice of Dale and Zipper. Yeah. And uh, it's probably my favorite interview I've ever done because mm-hmm. he is my all-time favorite living voice actor. Yes. And if you go back to, what, the second or third episode, you also talked to Jim Cummings about... Yes. Yes, that's right. It's like Rescue the Rangers. fourth episode, I think. So that would be almost five years ago. Go back to that episode and go back to our interview last year with Tad Stones. That's right, yeah. The creator wow. of Rescue Rangers. This wasn't really intended to be like a, a self-promotion episode, <laughs> but it's it's pretty impressive how many people you've talked to that are involved with the show. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Such a good but, show, um, though. I don't. I mean, we're going to talk about, I think we'll probably end up doing a Chippendale-based show eventually so i don't want to talk too much about it but one of the best cartoons of all time mm-hmm. i agree now that you mention it though I'm, I'm really curious to see how a rescuer show would have gone down that'd be cool too yeah i just don't think it'd be as exciting no no and i don't think the full cast would have come back for it probably not um it'd be neat but yeah, I think I think they made the right decision in the long run. I think so too. You know, if if the Rescuer series would have happened, then honestly, we would have probably never enjoyed the taste of Cuckoo Cola. So. <laughs> and we'll end it with that. <laughs> so let's end the show. Let's let's do our little little game show. Let's let's play the intro for that. These two podcast hosts will compete to see who is the ultimate cartoon theme champion. Who will it be? Find out now on Audio Arcade! And now, here are your contestants. Two guys who still have the Tiny Toons theme on their Sony Walkman, Tim and Gary! Alright, so here it is. We're gonna, to, to sum it all up, we're gonna play five seconds of a cartoon intro. And it doesn't have to be in the beginning, it can be anywhere in the intro, but it's reversed. And the, the person has to figure out what cartoon it is. And we're, okay. doing, we're doing a tally. Whoever wins at the end of the year, end of next, probably I think it's like June or something next year, has to buy the other person a Dole Whip float in Disneyland. Yes. And I'm ahead by two, if I am remembering correctly. I, I think you're remembering correctly. So, Gary, why don't you guess first? Why don't you okay. uh, play the first one there? Okay. And I have to tell you, I think I accidentally may have gone a little harder this time around. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll well, talk about an email we got last month. <laughs> so you shouldn't okay. feel too bad. You shouldn't feel too bad. Okay. What is that? Does it, it sound like, familiar at all? Uh, a little bit. It sounds like Bobcat Goldthwait doing the... <laughs> um let me see uh sounds kind of like a classy shupo song hmm i have no idea all right so here's the real version (laughs) wow what is this you still don't know what it is Uh uh-uh That's Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, okay. That makes absolute sense. You know, I <laughs> I wasn't thinking live action. Okay, yeah, I guess you wouldn't, huh? <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, if I, it does technically count, so I didn't think about that. I should have. I should have. You know, we should have talked about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I just figured since it was a Saturday morning thing. Yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll take that one because I, I really should have been able to tell. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was kind of easy. Yeah, it, it is now that I think about it. So, yeah, to explain, I, I got an email last month from a loyal listener of ours. And uh, he said that, how come you always give Gary the harder ones? <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. Here's the way I think about it. I think of two mildly mildly easy ones and one kind of hard one. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to make everything super easy. You can't play, yeah. you know, G.I. Joe and Transformers every time. So I think of at least two that I think he can get and one that he probably won't get. So it's not my fault that Gary doesn't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so here's the one that Gary picked out for me. Let's take a listen. Come on, Gary. Seriously, you gonna pick Thundercats for me? <laughs> That's the easy one. <laughs> I was gonna say, because here's the regular version. Yeah, Thundercats being tied for my favorite cartoon of all time, that's a pretty easy one. Yeah, I I, I figured I'd, somebody had to do it eventually. <laughs> that's so. true. That is true. All but right. to make it to try to make it just a little bit harder, I sought out a version that didn't have any of the sound effects in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good thinking. <So. laughs> all right, so go ahead and go with the second one that I picked for you. <laughs> Listen to that again. Um, that voice sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh, I hope they're not is, all too hard for you. Is it the Littles? Yes. Good job. All right. Good job. So I figured <laughs> that song was unique. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. So here's the regular version of it. Good job, Gary. All right, so now I'm still up by two. So here's the uh, next song. Wow. Hmm, I gotta hear that one again. You may have me on this one. I give up. Here's the the regular version. Magic School Bus. Interesting. I never watched that. Maybe that's why I don't know what the song was. Oh, you didn't? I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was it was maybe around the right age range. I don't remember when that show started. No, I think. Let me look it up. When did Magic School Bus come out? I think it was much older. Hmm. All right, so Wikipedia says it premiered in 1994. So, I mean, I, I could have wow. watched it. I just never did. Okay, I could have. I was positive that was the late 80s, but that wouldn't make no. sense because we haven't talked about it yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I know what it is. I just don't. I, I never watched it. So, good job. Huh. All right, so, at least well. we got rid of that one, so you never pick that one again, right? <laughs> which I don't is, know. Maybe is, I'll pick it every time. Which is funny because, no, I don't mind if we pick repeats. Just pick different five seconds of the repeats. Yeah, because it's getting kind of difficult. It honestly. is kind of to get kind of ones that we think we can, you know, pick. I think mm -hmm. it's. I think we've gone through the the majority of the popular theme songs, so I don't want to make yeah. every single one of them super hard. Right. All right. So go ahead and do your next one. Hmm. There's one of two. It could be. And I'm scared I'm going to guess the wrong one. Let me listen to it one more time. That is Tiny Toon Adventures? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and here is the proper version. All right. So I'm only up by one right now. Mm. So, it's much, getting so much pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> All right, so here it is, right here. It sounds old. It is. Play it one more time. Oh, man. I know what era it is. I don't know. Here's the version. Oh, yeah. I can tell now. It's so obvious what it is. Yeah, I, I figured that would probably be the hardest one of the night. <laughs> All right, good job, Gary. So I'm only up by one now. All right. Or no, are we tied? Um, no, because I missed the first one. Yeah, yes. you're up by one. Yeah, I'm just up by one still. We're going we're gonna to get there, though. It's still going to be a close one. 
<laughs> At least no one is completely wiping the floor with the other one. So, that's, so true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Remember those positive iTunes and Stitcher radio reviews. And, yeah, tell a friend about us. Remember to check out our Patreon page, all that kind of good stuff. Yes. And if you like the way we closed this show, you should check out the way we close every other show because I'm not finished plugging the podcast yet. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs>